All right, welcome back to another episode of Sankofa Sisters. We are your host. I'm Martina Rellian. And I am Tierra Fennell. Um, for those who may be new, Sankofa Sisters is a space curated for Black women by Black women, dedicated to awareness, affirmation, and healing through the spirit of Sankofa, which is evaluating the past as a guide for our future. And in today's episode, my, 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 is it very appropriate. Yeah. The title is Life Comes at You Fast. Shift, Shake, or Be Shook. Now, for those of you who fall into the age bracket of, <laughs> I'd say, about 21 through... 21? Uh, you nice. Uh, more like 22, 3. Okay, 22, 23. Yeah. <laughs> to maybe, I would say, like, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably having this experience where you're realizing that everything has a price tag. Yeah. Nothing is as you thought it would be probably 10 years from now, probably a year ago. Yeah. You thought things would be so much different. You realize that health insurance is a thing and you have to pay for it. Yeah. You realize that having a car, though a necessity, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a car, no. You gotta pay for it, yeah. and um, and so we and me and Martina just been reflecting. We have had all kinds of things. Life has been coming at us fast, literally. real quick, like yeah. one hundred and sixty miles per hour. And I think it was important for us to kind of bring this topic to the forefront for one to make sure no one's living in isolation. Like this is right. not just you. If you feeling like this and you struggling, boo boo, you're not by yourself. Um, but also just to kind of talk about like, even through all these different things, we have to think about how this is affecting our bodies yeah. and our minds, um, and being conscious of, uh, how to navigate the, those spaces. I think especially being, uh, black women and living in that intersection, um, or just being in the margins too, of, mm. uh, you know, of society. Like, you know, we talk about certainly this space is most definitely and intentionally curated for black women, but meant for the awareness of all. So for folks who are allies, want to be allies, or work alongside in a professional or social space um, with a a woman or a man of color, just thinking about um, what the impacts of some of the things that may be happening, Mm -hmm. you know, in their life. I think that's just definitely something I wanted to Make sure we uplift it. Most certainly. Is there, do you want to share your particular anecdote? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as Tiara mentioned, a lot of things have has happened in the past couple <laughs> mm-hmm. of weeks in both of our lives. And we'll definitely go more into detail with that later. But what it really made me think about is something I learned um, about, and that has really, honestly, for a little while, left me shook personally. Mm-hmm. 
in terms of the impacts specifically physiologically Mm. um, that our certain environments have on us. So I know for me specifically, like in public health, there's this term social determinants of health, which essentially talks about obviously there's some practical uh, things that contribute to um, our health, right? So whether we're getting the right nutrients, vitamins, exercise, et cetera. Those are certainly important things to our health. But it's from my understanding or from what I read specifically, I'm not, I don't want to speak on behalf of public health uh, as I come from a policy background. But there's also this, there's also this sociological element uh, that a lot of folks have been focused on that really determine our health. So hence the social determinants of health. And from my understanding, what it essentially purports is that there are other factors. So one being socioeconomic status, two, education attainment, and then three, uh, stress uh, and or essentially mental health, depression, things of that nature that directly contribute for your health. So the specific antidote that really left me shook while I was in grad school, like in a class, thinking about what am I doing with my life, was the statistic that as an educated uh, Black woman, specifically one that has a degree, that is pursuing a, a degree at a graduate level, when compared to my white counterpart, white women, who don't even have a high school diploma, they have a better chance of they have better birth outcomes for their children than I statistically may have. Mm -hmm. And not only is that sad in and of itself, but when I continue to read more about what contributes to that, it's those day-to-day interactions or what it means to be in the environments that I have been in that intersected with my gender and racial identity. So all the stresses of being in academia the stresses of the interactions that are happening there. So whether that be microaggressions, so like indirect, you know, kind of racist things that happen for those who may not know that terms, that term, and then direct, you know, racism, imposter syndrome that, you know, I may be imposing on myself, but that's a direct result of racism, structural racism, things of that nature. Our bot my body, you know, as a black woman is taking on either subconsciously or consciously taking on all that stress and that is having a very big impact on me. Mm -hmm. Then you shift that to, so that's just immediate environment of being like in school or in academia. Then other realities of life, like I've even been experienced, imagine that happening on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so just thinking about in my past, right, in the spirit of Sankofa, what has that meant for me? in the past of largely being a student more than I've been anything else thus far in my 28 years of life. And then now that I'm in this adult stage, I'm in this working environment and in this workforce, in the labor market now, right? What does it mean for me to be in that space? What is the impact that that's, that is that having on me and my life? In addition to this whole adulting thing where I'm supposed to know what I need to get car insurance, I'm supposed to know how to transfer my title, which I made very clear I don't, (laughs) with this chaos that's been happening in my life and just all these different things. And I'm supposed to stay healthy. 
Um, so it, it's just it's just something that we felt was incredibly relevant mm-hmm. and really realized, like, listen, one, it's important for our livelihood and survival, but if we don't learn how to, if it feels like we have three options in life. Either we shift, we shake, or we remain shook. Um, and we just kind of wanted to dig deeper into, like, how important it is for us to uh, be intentional about which one of those we choose when we see or find ourselves and uh, those, you know, just life happening and life uh, coming at us fast. And some of the implications that has for us as people of color and wanting to share and, and affirm and bring awareness to not just like, oh, we think this is good, but it's actually just very important for our health mm-hmm. and livelihood. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's something you want to add. Well, yeah, I was kind of think as you were talking, I was thinking about like, I have quite a few clients who identify as black women and the majority of them are all experiencing some form of anxiety mm-hmm. and or depression or a combination of those things. And for the anxiety piece, a lot of them are just worrying about mm-hmm. the simple, basic things of life, right? Yeah. Things that obviously make sense. Like, uh, is my child going to be safe if I leave them? Uh, you know, am, how am I going to be able to manage this household when it's just me? How am I going to take care of my health when I don't have enough money to feed my family? Mm-hmm. How am I... Um, how am I supposed to take time for myself when all these other people need me? Um, and, you know, as a therapist, and I was telling Martine this the other night when we were talking, I can't take those things away. Like, that would be the very simple solution in this. Like, I would, I, if, if I could wave my magic wand, I would just be like, oh, poof, that's no longer, girl, don't worry about that. It's fine. Right. But that's not how life works. And I think. What I've been challenged to do, um, personally being a black woman myself and and working with them, is just being like, you know, we cannot change what we cannot change. Mm -hmm. Our circumstances and the different things that are uh, going on in our lives, they're pretty much stable. If you have children, I mean, it's not like you can just give them away. You Mm -hmm. know, if you have a job you don't like, a lot of times, that's most of us. But we still got these bills. They come on time every month. Okay, yeah. never late. <laughs> and it, it would be simple if there were if we had these other resources or had these other things. We're just like, oh, girl, you could just hire a nanny or just like send your children to oh, daycare. And I would argue, allegedly, it would uh, well, be yeah. simple because uh, I mean, I think where you are in your career now is really in- interesting. You go from having clients like that mm-hmm. to the complete opposite. The who very we see opposite. Have all those resources. But in to struggling. some degree, yeah, right, they're struggling, true. which is why, again, really, like, I think if nothing else, it shows there are some intangible, some important tools. We're talking about, yes, intangibles. Yes. And well, well, that kind of brings me to my point. Like, yeah. the fact that for these particular clients, right, they lack resources that could potentially, not mm-hmm. necessarily guaranteed, but potentially make things uh, make life lighter for them. The, right. the things and responsibilities that they have will still be there. But it's just like, ooh, if I just had, it's almost like if I just had one more arm, mm-hmm. you know, I could hold this other thing and not have to juggle so much. But I think that brings about the, our kind of undertone of like either shift, shake, or be shook. And what I tell my clients is that essentially we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, how people get through and move through their day to day 
is it begins in your mind. It really has nothing to do with the things that are surrounding you. It really has nothing to do with what you have or you don't have. Mm-hmm. It all comes from how you think. And I'll use myself as an example. Um, I wouldn't say I've had like a super hard life or anything, and I'm thankful for that. But I've had some experiences where um, I really could have been shooketh yeah. and stayed shook, right? Um, but who I am naturally... I either learned how to shift my mindset, mm-hmm. shift my expectations, mm-hmm. shift my um, my attitude towards positivity, towards like, okay, maybe I wasn't going to get, maybe it's not going to be this whole thing I'm getting. Maybe I'm just getting half and I can be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I had to shake. Um, in the words of K. Michelle, she's shaking the table. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to create your own lane. Sometimes you have to create right. your own opportunity. Sometimes you have to be your own help and mm-hmm. you have to create. And that whenever I think of shake, that's what I imagine. Right. Um, I mean, the other option, be shook. Being shook don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not comfortable at all. Uh, it, and, you know, and it, it is an option and a lot of people and a lot of us live there. Yeah, um, but and that's the issue: is living there, mm-hmm. not necessarily experiencing being shooketh, because mm-hmm. that, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the key um, is is not to stay there. Um, and I think it's important, like, and I know we talked about this in our many conversations, but you brought up essentially your temperament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm certainly cut from a different cloth. <laughs> Um, so I, (laughs) I think anyone who truly knows me knows I have a difficulty with change and it's not because I, even when I know it's coming, even when I understand that it needs to happen and it's hard for me to, um, really shift sometimes as quickly as life would require. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd like to think I've gotten better. Um, that certainly got tested in the last two weeks, but um, you know, I think it's important to just have awareness of who you are. Like, like example, last week, I definitely was in that moment of shook, like, and I felt it. I like literally had to wake up and choose joy every single day because life, let me tell you, was not giving it to me. There was, te- there was joy, but there was tears shed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was joy, but I had vil- my village, like my tiara, Um, certainly called my dad, no shame in that. Even, you know, my mom, my brother. Um, and honestly, um, there wasn't much that directly could be done. You know, my dad did help because, you know, the whole signing the title over, uh, (laughs) learned that whole process, but you know, it it wasn't happening in the timeframe that I expected. I had taken some time off work to do it only to, for it not to work out, you know, but having that village and, and choosing joy. And for me, what it looked like to choose joy, like I was just telling Tierra, I had to shift mm-hmm. <laughs> my entire kind of bed night routine and morning because I was realizing if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not starting my morning in a certain kind of way, for me, it's um, if it's a real good morning, <laughs> that, uh, getting to like actually like read my, my Bible, journal, um, I have a Bible journal and then I pray. Um, but if nothing else, I have this affirmation prayer, essentially, 
that I, 30 seconds literally, if nothing else, to kind of get my day started. Mm. Um, big goals are to, you know, do that, work out, drink my water, <laughs> um, drink my kale drink, but, right. you know. And I even want to highlight that I, I feel like so many of us feel like um, when we shift or we shake, mm. it has to be so big and grandiose. Right. Yeah. If you can literally... Take five extra minutes, yeah. 10 extra minutes of your day. Everybody got five or 10 minutes when mm-hmm. you ain't doing nothing, even if you're just on the toilet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and just like, multitask. Yeah. And just sit and meditate and just be at peace with yourself. Like, be in touch with what your body and how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Take if some you, deep breaths. Yeah. And just really notice, as um, I forget who says it, but notice your heart posture. Yeah. How are you starting your day? Are you yeah. on the Are you on the right side of the bed or the wrong side? Yeah. How can we shift? Yeah. Um, what do you, what can, what's one thing that you can empower yourself to do today that's going to make you feel good for no other reason than to just feel good? There you go. Not to fulfill some sort of uh, quota of uh, <laughs> things that you have to do off your checklist yeah. and all that, but really just being intentional and taking just a yeah. few minutes every day to do something for you that serves no purpose other than to make you feel happy. And I'm glad you brought that up because, and I know I also shared with you, one of my personal goals for this year was to make sure I have a little alarm that goes off on my phone every day that asks me, what have you done for yourself today? And and part of the reason why I felt the need to do that was because I was not making myself a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if it's, did I get to watch 30 minutes of Netflix because catching up on shows is... I enjoy that. Did I say no to something so that I can do, you know, what is mm-hmm. needed to keep me um, healthy and happy? Uh, just, you know, like you said, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, even if it's 30 seconds, did you listen to your uh, favorite podcast? Did you listen to your mm-hmm. Audible book? Just choosing yourself at least once a day, no matter how grandiose or like small mm-hmm. it is. Because um, if you don't, I think... In those moments that life does come at you fast and come at you fast repeatedly. <laughs> or oh, you're going to be down for the count. Right, right. Down for the you count. just like, you will be immobile. You'll be so shook that you don't even know how to shift or shake. Right. Yeah. And I think there's also this idea, and again, this is a space curated for and by black women. So this is the experience right. and the perspective that we're coming from. My clients, myself, Martine. There, I, for whatever reason, we have this idea or this expectation that we're supposed to do everything. Yeah. Like, I can do everything in this very... And I ain't going to say 24 hours because you're supposed to sleep some of the time. <laughs> so, like, 16 hours in a day, I can I can move this mountain. Yeah. And I think the having the idea is great. But, oh, girl. Like, Martine said, like, ideally, I would be getting up, drinking my water. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> Doing my workouts, praying, yeah. and um, all of that, and, and still pull together my Olivia Pope chic look okay. to go to work. Okay. Um, but in the grand scheme of things and what that looks like in reality is that that is just not going to be possible because mm-hmm. we only have limited hours in the day. And um, I was telling a client today that like, there's, you, it's not important that you do everything but it's important that you prioritize what needs to be in the forefront. Mm. So you can make a list of 20 things, but even just tell yourself, even if I just do three, that's okay. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, whatever you were supposed to do today is still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. So, 
you know, there's really no need to like push yourself and um, sacrifice your health and your well-being and your um, and your peace, honestly, right. um, to try to do everything. And for and I, we're not parents, of course, um, but I can only imagine <laughs> the level of stress and like the uh, c- the constraints, honestly, that you could come up against being a parent, being a partner. Yeah. Um, oh. And trying to do all these things yeah. on top of being an employee, being somebody's daughter, like being somebody's, um, you know, fr- being a friend, sister, you know, caretaker. so many different roles that require that we feel like require all of our attention and require equal parts of us when really that is just not true. Yeah. And there'll be some days or some weeks where your child is going to need more of you. So some of these other things are going to get less and that's OK. There's going to be times where. Uh, you're going to need to show up and be that daughter. And I can speak to that um, specifically mm. where I'm I'm not going to be able to show up uh, equally, at least because I have to give more of myself to my mother. Yeah. And I I mean, and again, I, I, I'm learning that I might just be a unicorn in this way, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I don't mind doing that. And at all costs, I'm always going to take care of me. So that when I do need to shift or I do need to shake, I have that energy and I feel poured into so I can show up as the best here. I can be in whatever roles that I need to feel and whatever tasks need to be completed. Um, and I think that's what happens. Like we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and we just push and we push and then until we have nothing, until we're down to nubs. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings up another um, statistic that I'm, I'm aware of. Uh, I want to say it's from the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. One in four black women will die from heart disease. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what heart disease is outside of just our diet, y'all already know how we call it greens and fried chicken and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But outside of that is stress. Yeah. And, you know, and our bodies are so stress responsive. I feel like I yes. say this all the time. But I, I felt like in these last few years, I have felt it yeah like y'all i started getting massages and what my mousseuse tells me i'm like oh okay like you Mm -hmm. know it's just it's just crazy and physiologically i've had friends um recently several of them who are trying to start their own families or have or have had difficulties with it and you know historically a lot of the things that are saying it's just the things that you go through especially as women i'm learning how much actually we literally carry in our womb like and then so when we're trying to start a family all those things especially if they're left left unaddressed Mm -hmm. they're there Mm -hmm. um and not only is it an issue quote-unquote for fertility but what we're passing on generationally Mm -hmm. right there's that our wombs are life-giving y'all so i just think that it's just really hit home for me and you know i again i also want to just uplift folks who have careers that may not allow for all the things that we're saying oh, to just certainly. like easily happen. And I'm not going to say, I, thankfully, I, first of all, I'm not going to act like, oh, I was super intentional. I got a career that let me do this. Da, 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 da. Quite frankly, it, it's a blessing. I didn't know I needed to be in the position and in the place that I'm in, I am currently in until I, until I was there. I am so grateful that I get to have six weeks paid time off. I did not know that was essentially unheard of Mm -hmm. and given i feel like my lived experience thus far that is something i need so dearly and so desperately and i have been living out and intend to utilize 
to at least in this season. I, I'm I'm sure it ain't for, it ain't forever. <laughs> um, but just just really like taking the time to just like be weary of that. Um, and I know it may not be easy for folks to do that in those maybe more demanding careers, but just something to think about. This might be something when it is time for you to shift maybe into a different season, whether it's a different promotion or a different place, that this is something to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Because you care so much about your health, demanding that maybe you get to work from home like one day a week or that you have more flexibility. It's not simply just because you have a family but you need to make sure you're keeping yourself healthy because if you're not here, you can't help anybody. Exactly. And um, I guess to even just break it down even further, I'm thinking about what are some, what does shifting, what does shaking look like, right? Mm-hmm. We all know what shook look like because we, we've all been there. <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to harp on that too much. Right. But for me, shifting looks like, so there's this term we call catastrophic thinking. When we think about anxiety, usually people who are anxious, they ruminate or they think constantly mm-hmm. on repeat about all kinds of stuff. Your mind is just everywhere. Right. And catastrophic thinking comes from where you, you you think of like, I would say like the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. We only want to, we only look at and only think about, well, what if this happens, this negative thing? Or what if that happens? Um, and so one way that I try to shift in terms of my mindset is I'm like, I just choose to be like, well, what if this goes well? Like, what if I ask for this raise and I get it? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, ooh. Okay. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or what, what if, um, you know, this canceled trip that I was really looking forward to was really just an opportunity for that guy was telling me, girl, you just need to sit rest down. Rest your head. Yeah. yeah. You just need to rest. Yeah. What if, um. You know, the loss of this uh, friendship is just making room for mm. someone better to come into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, or more time for you to take care of you. Or more time for you to take care of you. And so for me, I think that's the biggest thing and the hardest thing that is uh, hardest thing for people to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's so easy. And we're so, and we are programmed to be so negative. Like in general, I rarely ever hear folks really preaching and harping on like, what if this positive thing happens? Like, oh my right. God, girl. Like, what if? Yeah. It's always like, mm, you know, but what if I can't, what if I, what if that check doesn't come in time? Or what if that this? And what if that? And these are all very real. Let me, you know, let me just say to validate, right. these are all really very real thoughts and very real, that come from very real places. Mm-hmm. Um, but so are these positive things that yeah. could also be outcomes. And when we don't take the opportunity to shift our mindset and to feel that those opportunities could be a reality, and we've already begun to dig dig a hole in this shook part of our life, and mm-hmm. we'll stay there. Right. Um, what did you have anything for shift? Uh, no, I, I think. I mean, I think to just literally reiterate what you said. I think the vast majority is mental, mm-hmm. right? Um, just changing that mindset, and I think when we when we are able to make that mental shift. There is some, you know, actual actions that must follow to help with it. But I think, like, once you learn to accept that uh, this is what's happening today. So to bring a personal example, uh, was it, I guess, a week ago, almost two weeks ago mm-hmm. at this point, I thought I was going to church. But... Uh, what the devil? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but my car decided otherwise. And long story short, Axel 
wheel bearing something joint. It just wasn't happening, you it know. It was not. Her tire was dislocated. Yeah. And, you know, really, I, like, honestly, not the biggest deal. I wasn't upset about not being able to get to where I was going. But I'm just sitting there like, so I have to be at work tomorrow. I no longer can get there physically. I have assignments. I have all these things. Um, that certainly went on in my head, but I think at this point in my life with a lot of practice and great support, especially with a friend like Tiara, I'm like, I can get overwhelmed by all that I can't do or take a minute and figure out what I can do and see what happens with the rest, you Mm -hmm. know? So, you know, and I went forward and I took those steps. Again, let's not get it twisted. Like, I still cried because, like, it was was overwhelming. (laughs) But that lasted for 30 seconds instead of 30 minutes. And um, just move forward from there, you know, took those steps. And I think that it's, like, a large part of that, you know, was that mindset. But just learning how to just truly, truly be fit, like, flexible um, in terms of that shift. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for the shake part, this kind of takes me back to when I was in graduate school. Mm -hmm. So myself and uh, two of my other classmates, shout out to Aisha Taylor, squad goals, gang, gang, gang. Um, We had some experiences in our program where we felt, you know, like black women do in most spaces that weren't created for us. It's just that we weren't being heard and that our, and we were just having experiences that were for one, just not okay. Um, not just because we pay a lot of money to be there, but because we deserve better, mm-hmm. um, as humans, as humans. And, and so we saw a need and what we could have did was remain shook, right? Mm-hmm. We could have allowed that to continue to stress us out. We could have just individually tried to figure things out on our own and maybe mm-hmm. we would have got by, but one thing that I appreciated about these ladies and, and what ended up happening is that we shook the table. Mm. We created, for one, we were able to come together and create a community, which I think is something that is so important when we're talking mm-hmm. about navigating and um, surviving out here as black women, is you need to have community in all the spaces that you occupy so that you can support each other and band together. Um, but not only that, because we were just like, oh, um, I don't know if you know, but this isn't going to work for us. And here's why. Mm. And not only are we just going to tell you that this isn't going to work, we're happy to help you figure out how to make this better. Right. Not just for us, but for the people who are going to come after us. Right. And so that was us kind of shaking the table. We created opportunities. We created space for ourselves. Right. Um, and luckily, the program that we were a part of, were they were open to hear it. And they were co- pretty cooperative with us for the most part and was really appreciated us giving that feedback. Um, but it ain't that easy for everybody. And, and a lot of these, to be very real with you, very white spaces, mm-hmm. um, there's an emotional violence that happens to you as a yes. black woman having to interact and to uh, interface with people who I don't, who usually just aren't intentionally, you know, just kind of waving their privilege and their power over you, but you feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. And every time you walk into the classroom, you know, mm-hmm. just the meaning of you even being present in that room, mm-hmm. what that represents and what you're going to have to come up against. Um, and so having to shake the table, having mm-hmm. to um, knock doors down, bust open windows. At this point, is just a requirement of your mm-hmm. existence. And so mm-hmm. hopefully that changes where we won't have to do that much mm-hmm. work. 
Um, or sometimes like <laughs> shaking is choosing not to do certain, I think certain or, things. Yeah, so for true. example, like the inaction. Yeah. Yes. So for, I think about the number of times that I've been in, you know, just keep with the school theme in a classroom where I'm the only, not only black person, but person of color. And if we're talking about race or anything that has to do with non-whiteness, um, you know, your opinion is asked of. Mm-hmm. And if they ask you and you're not interested in responding, then don't. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and you don't even have to explain. I think that has like so much power too, as well. It's just like, I'm tired of being the token. Cool. Then don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, and that can be, that can shake things up, you know, in and of itself. And um, I definitely think that's, this is the area where I'm being the most stretched with. You know, I think a lot of things that I thought were maybe sometimes going to be present in a situation, an institution, and in a job, and it wasn't there. And I used to kind of really get on myself, like, how could you miss this, Martine? I thought, like, you didn't think, you didn't see this coming, or, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I can, quite frankly, as Tia mentioned, have my own catastrophic thoughts. But learning to, one, again, part of the reason why I'm in policy is because I realized I just... I, uh, systems like there's just there's not a lot of systems spaces or places that are created to help me benefit given both my gender and racial identity and ethnic background shout out to my Haitians hey. um so as a result I if I don't learn to shift and shake things up I may I may never be happy or find a space that is adequate enough for you know, for me. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think that is what I'd add to that. Yeah. And also as, as we've been talking and I've been reflecting, I want to go back to shook real quick mm-hmm. because although it, we don't want to remain in that space, mm-hmm. let me just say, you, know, <laughs> you can't constantly be shook. There you, you go. You really, it's just not, it's not a place, not, not just for survival. You can't thrive there, mm-hmm. but sometimes it is important to be shook. Sometimes it is important to have things fall apart. It's a word, and it's important for you to fall apart because you got to get that out. Yeah. It's it's a it's tough. Even as if we if you are the quote unquote strong black woman, mm. that is tiresome. Nobody yeah. wants to be strong all the time. You right. can't. Yeah. Um. You can't pour from an empty cup. Ooh. Okay. And so, you know, just to I guess to backtrack a little bit. There's nothing wrong with being shook. We just can't live there. Yeah. That can't be your permanent address. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. You ha- oh, 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 okay. <laughs> um, you have to, I, 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 I'm a big proponent of like learning how to emote and do it healthy, like healthy mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Be sad if you're sad. Be angry if you're angry. Mm-hmm. Be disappointed if that's what you're feeling. You know, have, have shame or guilt if that's what's going on, but don't live there. Learn how to forgive yourself. Learn how to pick yourself up, dust dust yourself off, and try again. Failure is a big part of mm-hmm. life. That's how we learn. It's, I was about to say. It's and, a requirement of, the, to growth. In the words of the great prophet Chance, mm. the rapper, turn your L's into lessons. Yes. Right? yes. Like, I think, um, and like in a more serious note, I think, I personally believe, um, and Tier might agree with me, that there's, there, I think there's like purpose in everything. And you may not always see that or even understand it. And quite frankly, one thing I've had to learn is sometimes it's not meant for me to understand. Mm. But there's a purpose um, that this I did not get this. 
and I'm going to choose positivity mm-hmm. and say, this was something that was not meant for me. I'm not meant to interact. Or if I did accept this, I would miss what I'm ultimately supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a purpose, um, you know, in, in learning how to be savvy and flexible and shift, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that, that that is the root, like for me, for a lot of things, um, and I think really in this season of life, just really thinking about there, there's a purpose to, to all of this. Um, and uh, so I just think that in reflecting and thinking about um, the fact that life is always going to come at us fast, no matter what season we're in. So what it even looks like to shift or mm-hmm. shake mm-hmm. will change. You know, some seasons will require uh, a faster, you know, shift. Uh, there's not so much or for us to shift um, in literally in terms of location, like, you know, I thought I'd be living in the same place that I'd be living <laughs> at least for another year. That was a plan and that's not it. And, you know, it took like a day or two, but I had to get over it and like figure what's next, you know. So we just really wanted to, you know, take this time to just share how life has been, you know, coming at us fast um, and really, uh, you know, providing that, you know, for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we just want to encourage you to just think about, um, you know, Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, encourage you to think about and and to find ways to be encouraged mm-hmm. and um, to like I said, it's okay to be shook. Um, it's okay to fall apart. Uh, we just can't live in that space. We have to eventually move to shake or shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that in a mighty way. You can do that in a small way. Either way, it's going to be impactful and it's going to make the difference for you in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so after listening to this, we would love to hear your thoughts. If definitely. you have comments or any ways in which you would like to engage or give feedback, Martine and I are definitely open to that. We'll be posting probably on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, and then of course we have our SoundCloud account where we post our podcast. Mm-hmm.